0: go Brian this one's for you. Have a good one.
1: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show, the show with a host that is so bad he can't even blow his own horn. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit, here's your host, Brian Levine. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. And uh, this week's intro featuring a special guest, Engineer Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave, for sending that along last week. Uh, I still get a big kick out of it. So. <laughs> there we go. Uh, on this week's show in Pipe Parts, a blend review of Seattle pipe, Seattle Pipe Club's Deception Pass. I finally got a chance to sit down and smoke this Uh, My guest is uh, from the Get Piped podcast and YouTube channel Adam Floyd Uh, New music from uh, Dom Flemons Yeah, he's got a new album out Mailbag and Rant All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show and as we're doing this, uh, let's see. I am exactly uh, three weeks, three weeks, and uh, three weeks and a day away from leaving for Chicago for the big Chicago Pipe Show. Uh, big news is, I guess, is that the Las Vegas International Pipe Show will have a table there. So uh, come by the table, see me. Uh, we will have some of our hats there for sale. So if you want to buy a hat and help support the uh, Las Vegas International Pipe Show we'll have some there for sale if you've already pre-ordered one on our website well, you can take delivery of it right then and there. And, uh, Show your support of the Las Vegas International Pipe Show. All information is up on the website right now. Rooms are booking up fast. In fact, as, uh, as of this morning, we are at 61% of our room block at the Palace Station. So if you're planning on going, make sure and uh, get your rooms booked. Las Vegas International Pipe Show at uh, VegasPipeShow.com. Uh, also, would appreciate greatly appreciate any iTunes ratings or indoor reviews. All right. All right. Let's get the show rolling. So, everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go.
0: There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri corn corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com.
2: For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila 100,000 welcomes. Wherever you come from, whosoever you be.
1: Back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, the blend review Seattle Pipe Club Deception Pass is described as a Northwest style Virginia Parikh fusion with a bit of Turkish Orientals, a Joe Langford blend. Rest in peace, Joe. Miss your smile. Uh, Anyway, on the back it says on uh, North Puget Sound, tidal waters flow dangerous and quick under a high trestle bridge. Master blender Joe Langford retreats here to reflect. Joe's Northwest style Virginia Perique gives the pipe smoker a sense of how we savor our marvelous region. Enjoy English style Virginias, Acadian Perique, Black Virginia, Black Cavendish, and a touch of rare Turkish Orientals. Uh, and that's, that's what's in this, in this blend. Now I want to pay particular attention and note of the Black Virginia and the black cavendish in this because in most cases black cavendish in the u.s is a is made out of burley well this also has some unflavored black virginias that add a little interesting something to it um so the tin is uh yeah it's the traditional large size uh, large round tin from uh, seattle pipe club it's a full two ounce tin so you're going to see the pricing is a little bit different Um, upon opening it it, it's got a bit of a it's got a bit of a kick to it i can definitely tell the uh, the uh, red virginias that are in there i can pick up um, a little bit of the uh, a little bit of the perique to it and then there's a little bit of a high note that i'm pretty sure is from the orientals and some of the yellow virginias that are in there so it's a good mix um it is really spongy feeling in the tin so when i see something that's spongy feeling in the tin i think to myself all right um one it it it's going to be a little bit more difficult to pack because you've got to really push at it to get it in there and then you've got to be careful not to pack it too tight uh, and two, I'm going to want to dry it down a little bit, but that's just me. So when I feel something in a ribbon form that is really spongy like that, I, I'm automatically going to kind of modify the way I would smoke it. Now for me, it's a Virginia parique. Uh, it does not have Latakia in it. So when, uh, when Joe refers to, uh, English style Virginias, um, that's the straight Virginia, not a Latakia. So just because it says English style does not mean Latakia in there. Uh, I tried it in a couple of different size pipes. I tried it in a couple of different shape pipes. I found that because of the uh, because of the complexity of the blend and the mix you know, the the mix of all the or with the Orientals and the Periques and the two different kinds of black tobaccos. Uh, I found that it worked better in a wider bowl. And the reason it works better in a wider bowl is because you got a better chance of getting the uh, getting the mix correct at each level. So that's what I found. I found it burns well. It does not have a, um, for me, not being that Perique sensitive, it does not have a real Parique punch to it. So I found it to be a good, I think it'll be even better during the summertime for me but I found it to be a good light, uh, Virginia Perique with a hint of Orientals and a little bit of sweetness from those Cavendishes. Uh, I'm really interested and I did go back and I bought a whole nother tin and I'm just going to age it for a year or two and see how it does with a year or two of aging. Uh, now on tobacco reviews, there were a couple of interesting reviews that I wanted to read. Um, one was from uh, Bush League something, uh, Bush, <laughs> Bush League OSU. And he rated it two stars um, and said, with all the recent Seattle Pipe Club hype, I was very excited to try this blend as it is one of their only blends without Latakia. While the tobacco is of very good quality, I was not very impressed. To me, there was just too much going on with this blend. I would really enjoy it at certain points during the smoke. Then it would go off a flavor cliff in another direction. It did not seem to have an identity or particular direction and was oftentimes overly sweet for me. So that kind of leans towards what I was talking about with the wider bowl. Uh, and then uh, Mij, M-I-J-N-N-I-F says uh, it gave it four stars and these are all relatively recent reviews because I wanted the most recent production to come, you know, reviews to compare against what I was thinking. And he says, tin note is quite pungent, sour, citrus, and grass smells, sort of a thick ribbon of small pieces. The tobacco packs very easily, and the moisture content is perfect. The aged Virginias are the most prominent flavor and bring quite a bit of natural sweetness to the blend hay, grass, sweet, citrus. Uh, the Parique brings the fig raisin spice flavors, and the Orientals provide a back note of spice. This is quite a complex blend with lots of different flavors. I suggest a deep bowl, not too wide as it burns fairly quickly and stoves as it smokes. As you progress through the bowl, the flavors change and develop strength and nicotine hit or medium. The room note is quite strong. Not sure I would smoke this all day, but I would smoke more than one bowl. Uh, and uh, he said he smoked it in a Dr. Graybo Duke. That's his uh, tasting pipe. So, so there you go. A couple of different versions. I am interested to see how this other tin that I bought, uh, ages. And, uh, luckily the one that I did buy to start off with had was, uh, tinned in July of 2022. So it had seven months, eight months on it already. Uh, we'll see how the other one does. And uh, maybe in a couple of years, I'll report back on it. So, all right. My blend review of Seattle pipe clubs, deception pass, And in just a moment, my discussion with Adam Floyd. This is Internet Radio.
3: Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack inspect and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then, we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345.
1: We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining me, not even on the phone, not even on Skype, not even on uh, anything, but right here in person. In fact, he's using my microphone but that's because it just works out better that way is Adam Floyd from the get piped podcast. Um, Adam, welcome to the pipes magazine radio show. I feel like I'm in the pipes magazine radio show. You you are actually in the studio because you're actually one of the people that I said, you know, when you come to Charlotte, let me know. And you were like, okay, so he did. So guess what? We're here. Um, (laughs) So All right, so you were on the show briefly once before for like four or five minutes when I uh, sabotaged you in the aisles of a Chicago pipe show. But let's just get to know you a little bit. When did you start smoking a pipe and why? This, this tale is interesting.
4: So I went to a military school. Uh, I went to Norwich, the military college of Vermont. So it's funny. When people think of military school, they think of you know West Point, the U.S. Military Academy. They think of Naval Academy. And those ones are like the the ones where you got to get appointed to. So I did like the discount version of those, but I also had to pay. <laughs> so, so I did four years up at uh, Norwich and my senior year, uh, long story short, I branched infantry, which, you know, I'm a young, I was a young stud at the time. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. I got to go, I got to go to the shooting range and, and shoot all my guns that I have. So we would do that. We would go. Uh, probably ten minutes down the road to this little place in in uh, in Barry, Vermont, and we would just shoot shoot guns. It was pretty cool. Uh, and one time, uh, I had a buddy who com- came up to me and said, "Hey, that's a pretty cool little weapon site you had on one of your one of your weapons." And uh, I'm trying to get one. And I was like, "Oh well, good news! I'm trying to sell this one because I don't <laughs> like mine." So I, I end up making this quick sale, and then I was like, "You know what? There's there's, there's some revenue in this." <laughs> so. I, I very foolishly post on a Facebook page that had Norwich in the uh, in the title of the Facebook page. It was our own little private group, or so I thought. I was like, hey, if you guys, if anyone's interested in uh, some cool guy weapons, uh, I'm trying to get rid of mine. Uh, I live in New Hampshire, so this would be off-post. This is exactly what I'm saying. It would be or off-campus. And, uh, yeah, it would be cool. Just let me know. Obviously not on Facebook. Uh, well, that did not get through the ploy of uh, security. And they I got a knock on my door. And some guy came with a printed out piece of paper of the post. And he goes, is this you? I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's me. He's like, "Uh, we're going to search your room. I'm like, why? And I had no clue. I had no, like my mind was not thinking I couldn't just post on a college (laughs) page about selling uh, arsenal equipment. And uh, no, so I ended up getting in a lot of trouble. The minimum uh, penalty for, for, for punishment would have been. Uh, Suspension—that was the minimum. At this point, I'm I'm I'm, com- I'm about a commission and become a, a lieutenant in the in the army. And so, if I got suspended, I would have lost the commission. A lot of bad things. A lot of, and this is three, four months before we have before we we finished the school. And I was a straight edge kid. I n- I didn't do anything at that school except for this. So they searched my room. Long story short, they find a little magazine, which is not actually contraband because we're you know a military school. But I'm freaking out. My heart's racing, and they're like, "Oh, now we have to search your car." So we step outside, and then I'm immediately like, "Okay, yeah, I have so many guns in my car. There's just so many." And they're like, "Why were you lying to us?" And I was like, "Well, my, my roommate was in there, and he didn't know. He knew, uh, but it was good. It was a good cop out." Uh, so as that as that tale unfolded, I, I did not get suspended, which was great. Um, but I did get uh, what's called closed military confinement, and I couldn't leave campus for 45 days. I had to be in my uniform for 45 days. Uh, and I'd go to five formations a day for forty-five days, and on Saturday and Sunday I had to walk what what we what we would call a marching tour, and you would march back and forth for fifty minutes, and that would be one tour, one one fifty-minute duty, and you're you're in your dress uniform and you have your rifle slung on your uh, you're holding it at an uh, <laughs> at a ninety-degree angle, and your your biceps just getting a huge. Uh, ouchy, ouchy, ouchie! pump going. <laughs> so 50 minutes of walking in dress shoes, then you take a five-minute break, and then you get another 50-minute. And that's two tours. You can only walk two a day. Uh, or excuse me, it would be two, then you go to lunch or breakfast, and then another two. So four four a day, so eight a weekend. Uh, I had to do 45 of those. Um, but in, in outside of that, I, I grew to be very bored. I grew to be very bored at Norwich in the middle of Vermont, uh, very cold, dead of winter, and uh, I had a couple buddies uh, across the the, the uh, in the barracks across the street from us. They're like, "Hey man, just come over." And I'm not allowed to. I'm supposed to stay in my room, but I was feeling a little dangerous. There he goes. So, so I'm like, "Okay, fine." So I go over. It's like 9 p.m. on like a, a Friday night. It's it's cold as hell. I think it was like minus like 20 out. <laughs> and uh, we're playing some video games, which was pretty cool. I'm um, Just kind of get my mind off. And I'm complaining. All my friends are going out. You know, to the one bar in. All of Vermont, and, and it's. I was just so lonely, I couldn't leave. And they're trying to support me. And at one point, my friend takes out this jar and two corncob pipes, <laughs> and he's like, You want to smoke pipes? And I thought it was a, like a bit like, I thought this was like a, a gag. <laughs> oh, no. like, and I was like, Oh, this is funny. It's a funny joke. Uh, I, I literally, literally did not know that you could smoke pipe tobacco, I didn't know pipe tobacco existed. I didn't even know what this was. I thought this was just in the folklore of. You know, Frosty the Snowman, uh, but but lo and behold, there there was real tobacco. That he opens the jar and I take a smel- I take a, a sniff, and it smelled delicious, man. It was like, a, I mean, some aromatic, probably Lane One Q disguised as something else. And uh, yeah, he filled them up, and he's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna smoke these pipes, and I'm like, dude, I'm not going outside. It's minus twenty, and I can't be seen outside. He's like, oh, we got a fix for that. It's called opening the door, putting an MRE bag around the smoke detector, and shutting the lights off. And doing it inside.
1: <laughs> okay, so so let, let's let's backtrack here. So you got busted for doing something. You were on confinement for getting busted for what you were what you had done, and you broke your confinement to go over and then for, further get in trouble for doing something that you guys were not supposed to be doing on the base anyway, and that or on the campus. And that's how you got started smoking a pipe and are now sitting here a commissioned officer in the U.S. (laughs) Army, of which I'm a taxpayer. Um, (laughs) You paid for that journey. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you made it to pipe smoking. Congratulations. I'm not sure that's the (laughs) best way to do it. but um, Yeah. Thanks. All right, um, so do you remember that moment when all of a sudden pipe smoking kind of clicked with you and you are like, okay, now I finally understand this and I like it? Yeah, it was definitely... Were you doing something you were supposed to do at that
4: moment? I I was. Okay, good. (laughs) I was actually in a a training exercise and I had a a long Peterson church warden because I was one of those guys who, once I got in, I was like, oh, let me Google Gandalf pipe. And, you know, I, I... got this really crummy amazon pipe and i showed my father who's big cigar, cigar guy and he gifted me a nice you know church warden peterson so i brought that everywhere and i was in the field one day and uh had some time it was the middle of kentucky uh kentucky summer and i was just i was just baking but i had some time to to get away and i just kind of sat there with uh, a little church warden. my my very contemplative uh pipe smoking piece and i was, I was smoking some cherry something and uh I didn't understand a lot about it, but I understood that this was this was kind of like the piece where I was like, okay, I like this. I like what the, where this is going and I think I can try to learn a lo- little bit more about it. And then when I moved on to Georgia where I was doing my basic infantry training uh, as an officer, I, I had a small place it was called Sweet Briar. Uh, and while I spent way too much money on pipes there, I did fortunately learn you know what the difference between you know different shapes and styles, rustication,
1: sandblast, and all that and and so now pipe smoking is a daily part of your life or is it something that you just do a couple times a week or it's
4: it's been weird i i'm i'm a am i am ai would say i'm a daily guy uh, i always have this conversation you know on my show with uh, folks um, when we talk about the quote experience of pipe smoking it's you know you could have a guy who has been smoking pipes for you know 30 40 years but he might only smoke a pipe on on the weekends I kind of got that 30, 40 years worth. Maybe not in maybe not in intelligence, but in you know tongue blasting uh, from smoking every aromatic every day. Then moving on to the Englishes, right. I'm still trying to work on the Virginias, but I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the Burleys. But but for a long time, you know, to and from work, thirty minutes, I'd be smoking my pipes. You know, take take a break on uh, during the field when I have a chance, go sit sit by a rock somewhere and get some uh, get some time in.
1: So it is. It is. It's easier for for guys in uniform to carry a small pipe and a little bit of, and a little pouch of tobacco and stuff like that than it is, say, like you know, a cigars or or. 100 oh, percent. Well, the
4: funny thing is, I'm I'm the everyone makes fun of the officer being the pipe guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, most a lot of soldiers now it's the the vapes and the, the jewels and all that. Yeah. They go nuts over those, and still, cigarettes are. A, those those have their place in in the field out there in the Army. But I'm always there with my pipe, and everyone thinks it's it's obscene that an officer is smoking tobacco, but then they're like, oh, it's a pipe. Of course the officer's smoking his pipe. <laughs> no, Nobody's called you MacArthur? Oh, I've gone many of those. Oh, okay, I've many of those. All right.
1: All right, and maybe from the size of your arms, Popeye, but we'll leave that alone for a while. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll make sure that Adam doesn't get in trouble in a few minutes, and we'll have more with him, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute.
0: Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors, to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark.
1: are back on the pipes magazine radio show visiting with adam floyd of the get piped podcast get piped youtube channel get piped all that other stuff and i'm worried we better get this interview done quickly in case he ends up in fort leavenworth for getting in trouble (laughs) for doing something um and then we'll have it at least recorded but uh all right adam so you know most people know about your podcast it's it's you and your friend nick that do it I don't care about the origin of it. I'm assuming it's two guys that wanted to hang out and talk about pipes and record it and do all that. But you're in your mid-20s. My, my question for you is what do you think we in the hobby, the older guys in the hobby, and then the people in the industry, what can we do to make you guys, you younger guys, more welcome? What can we do to... What can we do to make it more appealing to you? What would you like to see the pipe and tobacco industry doing? Uh, you know, unload. I think so. And, I'm And hurry up before you get arrested for something. <laughs> uh, so I, I look at this through
4: a lens of my peers, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of where the, the goofy innuendo name comes from. I wanted to I wanted to beat beat everyone to it, get it out of, out of the way. Uh, but once once it broke the barrier with my friends. And I, and I got all the jokes about, about the name. They started to like buy into it. They, they thought it was funny. They thought it was kind of a gimmick, but they thought it was fun. And now I've got like three or four friends who I wouldn't say are in the pipe smoking community, but they are pipe smokers. You know, they're out there ordering the latest blends, the new drops. But I would say we, we need to have more fun. And what I mean by that is and I've talked about this on my show a lot there's a place for the Elizabethan kind of approach, you know, the, the proper, you know, pipe smoking is for thinking. And, and there, there is a degree of that that's, that needs to remain, but there's also a part of it that needs to evolve. Um, and, and I know that's hard for some of the older folks to, because, mm-hmm. t- because they just, they're, they grew up with something different. But if this needs to continue, like we, we can't be having, you know, the, that, that older form of, you're you're a Sherlock Holmes if you smoke your pipe, you know, like that's just not going to take that's not going to carry on the next generation of pipe smokers, you know. So something that, that I think Cornell and Deal is doing really well is like these small batch drops. And, and maybe it's it's not necessarily the fact that it's a small batch drop, but it's that they're branded. And I think that's that goes a very, very long way. I think something that Vegas pipe show does very well is it's branded And, and, and that branding, that marketing and that, that social media presence is, is what's kind of bringing us all into the, the pipe smoking sphere. Uh, you know, people enjoy the, the grassroots, the, the hardworking, that, 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 that story that, that evolves from, from these, you know, dying hobbies, these, these like leatherworking is, is exploded because it's, it's got a story to it. It's interesting. And we we definitely want to hearken back to some of those traditions, but we also want to kind of maintain some fun. So, you know, trying to trying to talk to a 23-year-old man and be like, hey, you should totally try Blend ZF3100. He's not going to, he doesn't care about those numbers and never will, but if you say, hey, this is called The Beast, and whether you think that's a good name or not, it's
1: at least a little bit more memorable. It's called Warped. Yeah. <laughs> Total, I'm like, totally Warped, dude, you know. Um uh, <laughs> Do you think for the for the younger set I mean uh, you know I like how you said 23 year old man I think of 23 year old as a boy but that's okay. Um do you think for the for the younger set so there's a little bit more branded identity a little more connection with they want a little more connect, connectivity with the brand's a little more interaction mm-hmm. with them. Do you think they want also a little more interactivity with other pipe smokers? Um are, is, is it less of the the old man sitting on the rocking chair looking out over the field, and more of the hanging out with a couple of people and doing this on a weekend kind of thing?
4: Hundred percent. I think uh, we all love sitting on our our fields and looking at the the horizon. You know, that's always fun and having that time of solace. But I do think that the the community that that time where folks are coming together to smoke pipes and joy. It, it it's one of it's. There's a double-edged sword here because, oftentimes you're not really understanding or or pulling those flavors from a tobacco because it's so you know, you know nuanced or, or complex yeah, yeah. and that, the community aspect or social aspect might be difficult for that. Uh, but in terms of buy into the hobby, buy into purchasing pipes and smoking pipes and trying different things, I think that community-driven uh, area, that social area is is what you need. Uh, a good example is is Muletown, you know like the fact that they had, what, 400 or so folks yeah. at, at the last show is, is, is insane. That's insane. There's so many people, and, and that's a younger crowd coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, like, our little, our little Discord thing that we uh, – I'm not going to – we, we kind of mocked the Squire, how they had their, their international pipe club. We just put the word galactic instead to <laughs> kind of one-up them. And, you know, our little galactic get pipe Pipe club has got, like, 500 people. And uh, at Mule Town, we saw photos of – of these people coming together where they've been chatting online, you know, this whole time. And to see that little photo of like five or six of them together, you know, it it felt really cool. And and they love that. They, they want to get together. We have our zoom calls. I know. And the older folks have their zoom calls too. Uh The the premise is the same. Uh, But, but there's definitely got to be some
1: kind of driving force to, to bring folks together. Is, uh, do, do you as a younger person feel like there was kind of like a barrier of entry to like the pipe club or pipe, Uh, the pipe show scene because of your age and because you know maybe you didn't have all the cool pipes and all the vintage tobaccos and maybe you wouldn't be welcome there because you didn't have all that
4: yeah I, I think so um in fact, I know so. When, when we first went to our, our first pipe show, I say hour. I'm talking about Get Wife Tonight. She's sitting behind me in the, yeah. you know, the little live audience, I guess. Oh, she just gave you an eye, too. <laughs> uh, my, my wife and I went to Chicago. My, I, my wife's sitting back there just ignoring us, <laughs>
1: like she's usually doing. So.
4: <laughs> I'd ignore you, too, sometimes yeah. if I could. Uh, no, no, no. But we we, we we showed up, and I had produced a couple of YouTube videos. I think, I think the podcast had just kind of launched. Uh, but didn't have that connection with folks. We didn't have that growing community. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous. I was telling, you know, get wife. I was like, I don't, I don't know how, you know, there's gonna be a bunch of older folks who know way, way more than me. And I don't want them to think that I'm coming in as the young guy who thinks he knows everything. And, and to this day, I still am encouraging myself to learn as much as I can. Uh, but, but I was scared. And, you know, it, it turned out to be great, you know, when folks noticed me, but I think it's, there's another piece here that I need to kind of flip my my brain off and think about the folks who don't have a you know a podcast or a YouTube channel and it's probably hard for some of those solo people who don't even have you know maybe a friend or a spouse to go with and they just got to go alone like that that can be pretty tough especially the younger crowd uh, my 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 brain thinks of the Seattle Pipe Club I was so nervous so so nervous to go uh, when <laughs> I signed up I, I got an email of, of something and and I was like hell I'll sign up and I'll go. And I I walked in and my heart was pounding. There was just older men. I'm talking the 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 low low end of 60s. You know what I mean? Like mostly 70s. And 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 now they're like some of my greatest friends. But you know it was it was it was nerve wracking. I was like, oh man, they're not gonna like me. And I kind of just sat there until someone kind of threw me into the mix. But you
1: survived. I did survive. And you didn't and you didn't get confined to quarters for doing something stupid. I did not. <laughs> yet. Um, are there pipe designs or shapes that you would like to see or that you think are more interesting that younger people might like more? I mean, we got a, we got a chance to go to McCraney's together, and I was watching you. I, I tried to poke you in one way, and you went the complete opposite way of what both myself and your wife were pointing you. Um, but are there designs or shapes or things you'd like to see differently, maybe? This is where it gets tough because some of the newer folks, the younger folks that are
4: getting into the hobby, um, and and when I say younger, I don't necessarily mean age either, just the time of experience, right? A lot of those folks are enjoying the kind of freehand style of pipe. They're liking that artisan-made pipe. Uh, a lot of folks will will start with the the Savonellis or the Brighams or the the Petersons whatever it might be but then they want to kind of jump right to that artisan level of, of pipe and we we naturally think of the freehand kind of Danish style like where, where some artisans going to work you know his creative mind is just going crazy but those yield a, a significantly higher cost so that gets difficult it gets difficult when we're we're trying to appease this younger um demand for for pipes that are in a, a price range that that might not be befitting of someone who's new but i would i would say on average the the more traditional we're thinking the english style uh, pipes even some of the italian styles are kind of they're less sought after in in my experience from from the folks i've talked to but but there's definitely a place for them and especially if they're
1: artisan made but you are the leading expert on your own opinion as long as your wife allows you to have it um What's the uh, what's the future for the Get Piped podcast? Where are you going with it? I, I, the YouTube channel. What do you what do you see it doing in the next couple of years? How how do you work it in amongst your full time job playing soldier? It's difficult. Uh, I, I, the funniest thing is no one. I've yet to get called out on it,
4: but every every YouTube video I put put out youtube.com slash getpiped. Uh, I think I think every time I say, we're back, baby. We're, we're going to continue making these videos. They're, they're, the content's coming. And then it's like three or four months and I drop another one. Uh, I know in one, I think it was one of the third or fourth videos, I'm like, we're going to have a video every week. And there's been like 12 since. And this was like a year ago. Uh, it, it's tough. I, I, I take an interesting approach to the YouTube thing. Uh, I've, I've since reconciled with the idea that I'm going to put out generally one a month um it 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 takes me typically 50 or so hours to to put one together um and and i would i would tell everyone listening that that the youtube channel the get piped youtube channel is is entertainment first it's supposed to be a sit down enjoy entertainment thing and then information second so i'm probably going to say something wrong at some point in time I've, i've been called out a couple times uh but my heart's there my heart's based somehow in re- something that I researched okay. and I'm just trying to make a good production of something fun. Uh, but for the, for the, the podcast, uh, I'm copying you to a degree and just um, my, my main focus has been having one episode drop every single Thursday without fail. And, and we've been very successful at that. We're, we're at about 65 at the time of this recording with you and me, Brian, and, uh, that is going to continue. Uh, hopefully, I say I'll retire at 999 since I don't have, I, don't, I don't want to add a, a fun,
1: no, another digit to that. Uh, but with the podcast you're also you're bringing in guests now and doing some featured stuff. you're doing some of your own recurring segments and getting deeper and, and starting to learn more and oh yeah, and, and it's kind of fun just to follow and listen to you guys as you as both of you learn stuff and then as uh, Nick has more and more babies.
4: <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I think when we first started, there was only one baby from from Nick, right? And uh, he he the, he's what we call the producer guy. He was very new to to pipe smoking. Like he had a couple pipes, didn't know anything about it. But I knew he liked the kind of technical aspect of putting putting content out. And I was like, listen, man, you're my friend. I can roll with this. I just need you to kind of crunch the numbers and, and send it out to the interwebs. Uh, and, and ever since episode one, you can kind of see his. His uh his change his evolution in in the sphere but it's funny because when folks hear this they might think, oh I should go to episode one or zero 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 and you know it's, it's gonna be rough but we're gonna keep it out there <laughs> just like Brian kept his one through 100 out there.
1: yeah they're all out there um so so Nick's kind of your beau York and
4: yeah <laughs> he really is and, and and it's good though I think it it offers a an honest perspective of, of folks who just don't know the right questions to ask don't know how to ask the questions properly and and we're we try to be pretty transparent we 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 try to keep our editing minimal to where it sounds good but we're also just being genuine and uh yeah and and from that like we aren't a information first podcast either we we kind of dive deep into the more what i like to say is fantasy or philosophical we'll write short stories about pipe smoking we'll kind of reflect on it and our goal isn't to be like, oh, this was a hard story and he smoked his pipe and now he feels better. You know, we, we try to put some thought <laughs> into it, some some deliberate thought. And, uh, yeah, we have guests on about once a month and those have been been pretty popping. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're having fun. We keep creating new stuff every every single you know, month. It seems like we got a new series, but I'm sure that'll slow down when we get to the 500s one day. But, you know, I have a lot of fun
1: putting that creative mind to, to the show for those that don't know would you like to describe the amount of hours in it takes to do a podcast versus a youtube video for the time of per- for the total production the, yeah
4: the the pod is much much quicker of an ordeal um especially if you you know, you get your, your quick little notes and we'll, we'll prep. So ours being a little bit different, we don't necessarily prepare interview questions. It's more yeah. of us writing a, a short story or a poem. Uh, so that puts a little bit of a time uh, crunch on us to, to make sure we're, we're, we're planned pre-ahead. Uh, but I would say the, the podcast from conception of the idea of the series, whatever series we're going to use, implementing our segments to the actual recording, it's probably probably six hours, five to six hours. And that's including writing. And it's not too bad. Maybe the editing goes a little bit longer. uh, if we have like a rough one, sometimes those kids of his, man, they're (laughs) screaming in the back. He's like, Hey, I'll be right back. And then 20 minutes later, it's still recording. I'm talking to myself. Uh, But uh, no, I mean, that's, that's kind of life. And we kind of clean that up. But, but the YouTube thing, again, I do something totally different. I'm not the kind of there, there's a place for the sit your camera up in front of your porch and talk. Uh, that's just not my style. Mine's more of like a cinematic B-roll kind of thing, which yeah. is, for those who don't know, it's like when you're, when someone's talking about something, you see a shot of something else, maybe a pipe smoking or something. That's, that's kind of my approach. All the, all the editing. That's a big editing. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's at least four. So the recording's about an hour. Uh, my B-roll shots is about another hour, and then it's probably 40 hours of uh, record, or editing. 40 hours of editing
1: clip this move that take this adjust the audio make make me look pretty well that's a long time (laughs) Uh, yeah so anyway i just wanted to emphasize you know one of the reasons why we do a podcast is because it's a whole lot faster to do and if you did an hour-long edited youtube video every week you'd probably want to kill yourself it would not be would not be good you know? and you guys are doing all that while being young and married and f- families and jobs and everything going on in between so uh and running off to pipe shows and stuff like that oh yeah oh yeah yeah all right adam we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions no right answer no wrong answer just whatever comes to your mind are you ready i'm ready so what is your favorite pipe i'm not ready
4: <laughs> uh my favorite pipe would be see now i'm putting an editing block where where i gotta pause and he's gonna get angry because he's got to go back and post uh, no you're not because i told you the secrets beforehand <laughs> uh i would say my favorite pipe what's my favorite pipe wife I, I for me it's hard to put like a single pipe i think of my first pipe which i would very rarely smoke it's not cool but I'm just glad that I have it. So in thirty, forty years, I'm like, oh, this was my first pipe. Uh, I have a ton of artisans that I really enjoy. And, and the reason why is because I had a connection with them. I, I met them at a pipe show. Uh, one of my favorites is Brandon Brooks. Uh, he was selling a a beautiful bamboo pipe. I think he had six hundred on the table for it. And it was uh, it was Sunday uh, of the of the Chicago pipe show. And again, being my first pipe show, I didn't have that much money left by Sunday any means. And I had known that folks were like, oh, you got to bargain. You know, you got to haggle a little bit. And I was like, okay. And I'll be honest. I'm an officer. So I don't work for a living. And uh, I haven't had to dirty my hands with the, you know, this haggling thing. And so I go up to Brandon. And I was like, Brandon, how about something less than that price? And he's like, okay. So you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, no. He's like, okay. Say a number you want to pay. And I was like, what if it's too low? He's like, just say a number. I say, uh, 400 and he was like how about 500 and I was like oh no I don't know if I could do this anymore <laughs> he's like now you're supposed to say a number in between there so, so basically Brandon coached me through haggling I got the pipe for 450 and uh, you know that, that, that's a good example of a pipe that will live with me forever <laughs>
1: And on that note, what's your favorite tobacco? And hopefully you didn't haggle for the tobacco, too.
4: I didn't haggle for the tobacco. Okay, there you go. I <laughs> didn't haggle for tobacco, but uh, I can confirm that it is burly and not of the 17 Virginia Periques you've showed me today that I've tried. It's, <laughs> it's going to be burly. Uh, I, n-
1: none in particular, just burly. Uh, see, and my wife's listening in the background, and apparently I don't have enough tobacco for people, but she thinks I do. <laughs> um, what's your favorite drink? Guinness Draft Stout. And when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? I do this weird
4: thing where I'm reading while listening to music with a movie on in the background. No. no. (laughs) My wife just said shut up. Uh, No, I'm a music guy, you know, whether it's Taylor Swift or some some punk rock.
1: I'm going to try to get video of Adam getting smacked after we're done with this. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe-smoking-related memory? I
4: would say, yes. My my favorite pipe smoking memory outside of the the little confinement ordeal, uh, <laughs> the little would, would be my, my first pipe show with uh, with get wife back here. And I will say it's not because she's right here behind me, but you know having a wife, a supporter who was you know she doesn't smoke pipes and she probably never will. But uh, and I, I do want to say that it's not because she's right there, but. It, Going to that show with her, having her by my side, uh, and and walking into you know the show, and I'm all nervous. I'm and she's like, oh, what if someone recognizes you? And I'm like, oh, no one's gonna recognize me. And then Ben Smith from Redeem Pipes walked by, and he goes, oh, look, it's Get Piped. And then uh, <laughs> my my mouth just drops, and you know, Get Wife's right there, you know, to take a picture of me. Uh, but but for her to be there the whole time, I it really put an ease on one my my fear of of the hobby not being accepted to my to my family but she's she's so on board and you know it it also kind of made me think oh we should keep doing this and now i can spend all the money i want at every
1: pipe show so that Uh, part might not be true but there was a big eye roll in the background uh we'll we'll finish this up (laughs) adam thank you very much for doing this uh seriously thank you very much for serving glad somebody's doing it because if i had to do it there would be no wars before noon (laughs) and it would probably be twice a week Uh, the get piped podcast is available wherever you're listening to this show the get piped youtube channel is on that youtube thing thanks again we'll see you in chicago in a couple of weeks and uh, i'm looking forward to
0: it
4: absolutely brian thanks so much and we'll be back in just a minute
0: hi I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each 10. Each product from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey this is internet radio and
1: we are back on the pipes magazine radio show do check out everything that uh, the get piped crew is doing with the podcast and the youtube channel a uh, lot of fun hanging out with them great people uh, looking forward to seeing him in Chicago in a few weeks. All right, for music, we go back to Dom Flemons, who we had on the show. I don't know years back. Uh, banjo player, guitarist, folk singer. You, you you remember him? If you don't, go back and look for his uh, the episode that he was on. His brand new album is called "Traveling Wildfire," and the one I picked is called uh, "Big Money Blues."
5: Know you're low, down right up Done, packed up all his things and gone. He saw the big money blues coming, got his watch out upon. You can wear a blood diamond, a long gold chain, or a crown. We got the big money blues. I see your ships going down. I heard the news, I heard the news that the bank is gone to break. We got the big money blues, so how much more can you take? Temperatures rising I got to throw my trunk outdoors I got the big money blues Can't live in my house no more I got my radio blasting I gotta get my ear real close We got the big money blues Long time before it goes I heard the news I heard the news that the bank is gonna break. We got the big money blues, so how much more can you take?
1: to Dom on uh, Spotify like I do, or you can go to theamericansongster.com and uh, help support them. See a show, buy merch, get a CD, or two, or 12.
5: Yes! You have new mail. Yahoo!
1: And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, Brian, at pipesmagazine.com, or post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page Just like uh, Dino does every week. And Dino said, going back to last week's show, a very nice recap of the Mule Town show. Sounds as if you had a great time. Pastor Jodo was a very interesting and articulate guest. I was impressed by his bright attitude and his pipe-smoking backstory. I also enjoyed the Joe and Brian Q&A. Uh, Dan Lockler's lovely modern classic symphony of seasons is always a welcome musical treat yes on your rant tips for email communications uh, thanks for another always entertaining show Dino and you are welcome And Casey Ghost says, uh, you'll have to hope that Pete lives up to his promise to get more space for the show. Sounds like you guys had a wonderful time in the town of mules. Pastor Joda was a fine guest, articulate and friendly. Sounds like he stays busy preaching to the brethren. All of us could do a much better job of reading outgoing emails. Most times I look at mine and try to figure out which third grader has been whacking away on my computer. <laughs> I'll try to do better. <laughs> there you go. And uh, let's see. Motor John 68 says Great show as always. Funny how I started listening to learn more about pipes, but find myself looking forward to the music segment as well. Uh, Pastor Joda seems like a great fella. Funny how the pipe and being meditative go together. Last but not least, I appreciate your advice to the masses. I've started numbering my questions in an attempt to get them fully answered. Happy trails, John. Yeah, Let me know if that works for you. Uh, And then Renfield says, please excuse the long post. Uh, Great show as usual. I do have to take exception with the advice on mold remediation in pipe tobacco. If you see mold on the surface the, on the surface, the tobacco, the mycelia probably extend through much more of the tin unseen, so you can't reliably discard only the moldy parts. Also, microwaves are a type of non-ionizing radiation and only damaged, uh, only damage mold and spores by heating them to a high enough temperature for long enough. Long enough that the tobacco would likely be ruined. Uh, there's also the possibility that the mold is a type that produces mycotoxins. Uh, it, if, pre- if present, these toxins are very unlikely to be denatured by a brief microwaving and modest temperatures. Molds are everywhere, and we have no practical way as hobbyists to identify the species on our tobacco and determine its risk to us. The most common mold on processed tobacco is Aspergillus fumigatus. Yeah, try that twice. Um, Over 30 other Aspergillus strains have been found in processed tobacco. Uh, Some Aspergillus strains produce aflatoxins, which can be fatal or produce long-term damage when inhaled. If we don't know what kind of mold, we have to... Uh, We have no way to assess the risk. A 1968 study done by scientists at the British American Tobacco Company determined that viable mold spores from contaminated tobacco enter the smoke stream in sufficient quantities to warrant some consideration of the role which microorganisms may play with regard to smoke toxicity. These studies were on cigarettes, which are intentionally inhaled, but we unintentionally inhale some smoke, even when smoking a pipe. Uh, there are many who have reported brushing mold off of a blend and smoking it with no ill effects. Personally, I discard a moldy tin whenever, when, whether it smells or not. Life's too short to smoke moldy tobacco. Tobacco is cheap, and the risk, even if small, isn't worth it to me. We're all adults and can make our own decisions, but they should be informed decisions. Uh, thank you very much to Renfield for, for sending that in. And, and he's right. You know, There's no way to know what you're smoking and what you've killed. Uh, but I do appreciate it. And that prompted the rant that's coming up. So you, you'll you want to stay for that. Uh, Arrow English says, It's been fun to hear how guys started and grown in this hobby. Looking forward to hearing more of them. Also, is there an episode where you and Kevin talk about the history of PipesMagazine.com? I was asking about this on the forum and it seems like many others were interested in as well. Um, I'll wait and see what Kevin says, but I think maybe if you go back to the first anniversary or the fifth anniversary show, uh, you might find some info there. Uh, and then Brian Malone writes, hi Brian. It sounds like your trip to Tennessee and the Mule town pipe show went well. As we know from listening to your show, the best thing about any show is the fellowship that it engenders, From old friends to new ones, and speaking of old friends, it was a pleasant surprise to hear Pastor Joda as the latest journeyman pipe smoker. His interview was very enjoyable. Uh, Your musical selection was, as usual, very topical, and Dan's compositions are always excellent. It definitely made me feel like Spring was officially here. He really is a great composer. Thanks for another great episode, and enjoy those warm weather blends once again. Best regards, Bryant. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Might be up in the 80s this week. Uh, And then Ethan Talley said, uh, Hi, Brian. Love the episode with Pastor Joda. I found many similarities between him and myself. And it seems like the series highlights that well. Thanks to Ethan. And uh, again, if you have comments or questions, email me, Brian, at PipesMagazine.com. Vegas Pipe Show stuff, uh, rooms are booking up, so hop in there and grab that. Also, there is a early registration discount for admissions and tables. Those are much, much, much appreciated. Uh, if you're coming to the Chicago Pipe Show, and let's just say you're coming alone, like, uh, like Adam talked about, uh, come up, say hi to me, and then we'll hang out. Then you're no longer alone. And if you're coming to the Chicago pipe show as a first timer and want a little advice, pull me off to the side. Happy to, I will just be there hanging out and uh, visiting and we'll have our table. So there you go. All right. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you in a couple of weeks and in just a moment, rant time. A Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe
5: is the perfect pal. Going fishing. Take your corncob pipe and see you back at dark thirty. Hunting. Your corncob pipe squares, it won't make a pop. Relaxing and reflecting. You add your corncob pipe at relax. Party time. Your corncob pipe doesn't produce a cool smoke for no reason. Let's just say your Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe gets you. Visit www.corncobpipe.com to get yours today. Missouri Meerschaum Company. Authentically original, authentically you.
1: Are you looking for that rare or favorite tobacco? Are you wanting to sell those blends or pipes you no longer fancy? Then visit TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site and begin your search. Browse our ever-changing selection of fine and elusive luxury tobaccos, pipes and smokers' requisites and bid on items in an exciting auction setting. Visit us at
0: www.tinbids.com and sign up for free today. TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site.
1: I am calling out a certain group of pipe-smoking social media people, whether you're in YouTube or podcasting or Instagram or whatever it is, I'm calling you out. Why? Because we are special people. We are in the pipe-smoking world. We are people that enjoy discussion. We enjoy conversation. We enjoy other opinions. Nothing is black and white. I've always said... The, tr- the, the truth is to find what makes you happy well here's why i'm calling you out because uh, a certain couple of youtubers that i've become aware of uh, said in fact one of them said in a video sitting by his fire out, you know, out back that he doesn't have time to reply to all the comments but he does read them all And I'm looking at his comments and going, you got 80 comments or so on this video. All you have to do is click through them and say thanks. And then on top of that, the thing that further got me was, and this apparently is a bit more prevalent than I thought, was if you leave a negative comment or one that they just don't like, they will delete the comment. I will never delete your comment. I will read and respond to everything you do because that's why we as pipe smokers are respectful people to others that have other opinions. But unless your comment has foul language or in some cases maybe completely unfounded, like the one guy that said, I listened to six minutes of the show and it was terrible, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, nothing I can do about that. But if you take the time to leave a comment for me, And unless there's profanity or something that's really wrong in it, you know what? That comment stays there. Nothing gets gets modded or uh, edited. And I think everybody in the pipe-smoking social medias should leave those negative comments up. Leave those comments that are different than what ours are. And read and respond to every person that takes the time out of their life to respond to you. So... There you go. Send me an email. I'll respond to you. Post a message. I'll respond to you. Uh, If it's on Instagram or Facebook, I may lose it, but I'll try to respond to you. I promise. All right. Comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Thanks to uh, Dave for the train whistle. And uh, thank you to Adam for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Happy
0: trails to you, until we meet again. Happy trails to you, dida bomba dida bomba dida
5: About the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather.
2: Happy trails Bumba dee
5: da bumba dee da bumba
3: Keep Winnie the Pooh out of here, will ya? He'll ruin me.